Welcome to Right in the Nerds. Uh, say my name's Cody, and here with me is Eli or Kegger or Kegmeister. Yeah, I don't really have a good nickname. I'm just uh, a lot of people call me a ginger. I'll go with that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, kind of for introductory episode, kind of figure we would start off by talking about uh, Marvel Phase Four. Yeah, a lot of good stuff coming our way. It looks like, uh, especially if you're a Marvel fan. I yeah, I mean they haven't had a misstep yet, really, with their oh, okay. I take you that say back. that I they've had several missteps. That's a fair point. Um, Inhumans. That's, <coughs> that's what I was getting ready to say. The Inhumans being the worst one. That was Marvel trying to shove the Inhumans down our throats because they were mad they didn't have the X Men. <laughs> yeah, I guess they should have realized you can't really replace the X Men that easily. No matter how hard you try. But it sounds like we won't really have to worry about that for too long if the rumors for Captain Marvel 2 are true. Absolutely. Uh, X-Men coming, especially. But, but yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know, maybe cap it off with, what, the very first one that we're going to get just comes out here in a couple months. Black May Widow. 1st, which is also my wife's birthday. Oh, very nice. Black Widow. And I'm not going to lie, I'm honestly the most excited to see David Harbour. As the Red Guardian. Actually, the previews did make him look pretty cool. I'm actually really happy to see Taskmaster on film for the first. Uh, yeah, people action. are really upset by his look. Oh, I, I'm not. I don't. They're really that. upset that the Taskmaster, his look. But I mean, kind of hard to get that face mask. Yeah. Proper, like I don't I, just I don't see it working in film. I don't look too much into that because I mean. None of them look like they're supposed to or have so far, I, except Captain America, Thor, Iron Man. Those guys, the, the yes. holy trinity of Marvel, but and Hulk, you can't really. Yeah, it's kind of hard to screw up the look of Hulk. I mean, I mean, you go from Lou Ferrigno, who embodied the Hulk, to yeah. Eric Bana, who was an awful Hulk, but the Hulk still looked good. <laughs> yeah, to Edward Norton, whose Hulk was basically looked like Lou Ferrigno. To Mark Ruffalo, who was the first one to actually not be modeled after Lude Ferrigno. Yeah, actually. They, he actually had the Mark Ruffalo look, so... Which, I guess since, what, Edward Norton's Hulk's supposed to be in the same universe, it's a tad bit weird, but... It is, he actually is, because if you remember in Avengers, Mark Ruffalo's banner says he got real low yep. and tried to put a bullet in his brain, and the other guy spit it out. There was actually a cut scene I do remember that. from the Edward Norton where he did that. Um, they didn't use it, but they did use it for the game that came out. Oh. The, um, was it Ultimate Destruction? Um, it was an Incredible Hulk. It was a tie-in, but it was a great game. One of the very few licensed games like that that were really good. Yeah. But yeah, it was at the very beginning. He tries to put he tries to kill himself with a gun, and Hulk spits the bullet out. Yeah, I haven't taken too much into the, like actual characters' looks because of like, for instance, Hawkeye doesn't exactly have the same uniform. Uh, Scarlet- His Ronin was spot on though. Yeah, yeah, actually, that one was pretty good. And Scarlet Witch, definitely not. No, but they, if you've seen any kind of, <laughs> have you seen the trailer for or the teaser for the Wandavision? That looks oh, she's insane. Totally yes. rocking the, the I saw classic. That. I got. I was kind of happy to see that in that. Yeah, the rest you could also it, see kind of. Kind of 
call back to when they did Suicide Squad with Harley in the actual Harley costume. Yeah. And you see that it just doesn't work for real life. Mm. Scarlet Witch just kind of doesn't work for real life. And that's why I don't exactly blame them for altering Taskmaster a whole lot. Right. Like, like, he does look a lot more tactical, I suppose. But I could also see why people would get a tad bit upset with it. It, it almost feels enough like, say, RoboCop 1987 to 2014. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of does have that <laughs> feel to it. But, I mean, it, it's... It, some things just don't work when you put it in front of the camera. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not really worried about Taskmaster, but I'm not going to lie. Soon as Red Guardian showed up, excuse me, sorry. Hmm. Soon as Red Guardian showed up, uh, I was sold. <laughs> I was like, I have to see this movie just because of David Harbour's character. Yep. That looks amazing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering, because it's supposed to take place, obviously, before Infinity War and Endgame. Obviously. I think it come it, it's it hits like right after Civil War. Yeah, yeah, because I know Robert Downey Jr. was none too happy that he was going to be in the movie. Uh, from what I remember, I don't know because I mean every time Robert Downey Jr. shows up on film as Tony Stark, that's fifty million in his pocket. So yeah. I can't really be upset. You really wouldn't be too upset, especially since uh, Doctor Doolittle just bombed so hard. Uh, yeah, that. Yep. <laughs> I haven't even seen a preview for that movie yet. And yeah. I have I just know it bombed hard. But, yeah, I'm really happy they're finally putting Taskmaster on there, if only because it's, like, my son's favorite character. He's, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, he's been obsessed with Taskmaster since he was, like, <laughs> three. That's awesome, because that's yeah. just... That's not even a very well-known character if you unless you, like, read the... The comics, like, he's kind of a, hell, did he even show up? He didn't even show up to what, Spider, Ultimate Spider-Man. I don't think I remember Something seeing him like, in anything yeah. before that. Mm-hmm. The Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon with the half of Josh and Drake. Yeah, right. I can't think of the name of that. Drake, so, Drake Bell something, maybe. Josh, so, whatever. I think my big question is, though, is how does this lead into post-Endgame? I don't know, because they are keeping lid on it real tight. Yeah. Um, it doesn't even really tell what she's doing. I mean, it just kind of, family, you get this over-sensing family, you know, mm. she's definitely looking for family or something along those lines. Because, um, I mean, that touched on her story up until Endgame, was, it, you know, yeah, family. Yeah. She didn't really have anybody except for, you know, there for the longest time, Hawkeye. Mm. And then the Avengers came in. Which is kind of her story anyway. It's why she defected from Russia to S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm kind of wondering if they're just using it to establish another Black Widow to take her place on the Avengers installments. What is that? I can't ever remember her name, but there is a different Black Widow. She's blonde. And I think, what, that's, I mean, from the looks of it, it could be her sister. Her sister, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that seems like a really weird way to start phase four at the same time just to introduce a new black widow that's yeah no this is definitely gonna have to it's got to set something up kind of like um well iron man didn't even really set up and a villain really like what was going on 
Uh, and I don't even think there was an Infinity Stone in Iron Man. And have they announced he's playing Taskmaster yet? Because I don't, I don't know of. Uh, from what I know, they still kept that secret as well. I tried to look it up a little bit today, and which kind of implies to me it could be one of her family members anyway. Like, I don't know. it would seem like that definitely would be doesn't of, have the build to be David Harbor. Yeah, but. no, it, that would <laughs> definitely would be, be a weird ass Shyamalan type twist. That would be <laughs> unwelcome, but. Uh. And I would like to, I really do want to see David Harbour actually be some kind of comic character and it work. Because, yeah. honestly, and I did meet him a couple of years ago and shook his hand. Cause, and I, when I shook his hand, I said I wanted to shake Hellboy's hand. And unfortunately, I saw Hellboy. Yeah. And um, while his was really, his performance of Hellboy was really close, the rest of that movie was just awful. In fact, I can't even... I know I've watched it like two or three times and couldn't even tell you what that movie's about. Yeah, I... After I saw the preview, I'm like, I can't really... I don't think I can do this. Right, it's... I don't know, because... We're getting off topic and talking yeah. about other stuff, but it, it just... I want to see David Harbour succeed. I like David Harbour so much. Yeah. And he him being Red Guardian, and he kind of looks half drunk, and he's overweight... He just looks like like my dad is going to go back to being a superhero. <laughs> yeah. They, I think the part that I'm looking for, it's like, if it does set up something bigger, I hope it's for a franchise that we know Disney just got back. X-Men! <coughs> X-Men! I was even thinking Fantastic Four. For all I care, they could accidentally end up in Latveria at the end of that movie. That would actually be good. But... Um, Who is it they're saying is Dr. D oh, the new Panther, but that's later. Hmm. New Black Panther, Dr. Doom's supposed yeah. to be like the big bad. That would be good. Yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with that. I'd, I just really like Dr. Doom. I don't really care about the Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. You know, hopefully that. Not to mention, I mean, Dr. Doom, there's always something about Dr. Doom because, you know, he's sometimes on the side of the angels and sometimes on the side of the demons. But, but it's always even, out of his own dickish pride like it's never in he's particular. kind of the Vegeta of the Marvel Universe he's just kind of feels like he should be the one at the top and even Stan Lee has said Dr. Doom isn't inherently evil he just wants to rule the world yeah now take that as you will good just, or evil he just feels like he should be in charge he thinks he can do it better exactly and truthfully aside from the whole authoritarianism thing he actually has proven he kind of can. I mean, in Latveria, at least in the comics, there's no crime. Yeah. But, you know, there's also like a 7 o'clock curfew. Yeah, and a death patrol of doom bosses walking right. around like petty theft, die. <laughs> you are littering. You have five seconds till execution. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that... So, I mean, I would look forward to them setting up another franchise like that. Because I don't really see how you can transition from... What, what's the next movie supposed to follow? It's, it's not The Eternals, is it? Yeah, The Eternals will be the next movie. It comes out in November. Okay. Oh, yeah, but yeah. actually, I think... Actually, let me look at my notes here. Um, what comes after Black Widow, because this is to be the first time they've actually done this properly, is a series. Oh, that's right. Um, What series... Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier will be oh, that's right. will November, be the next uh, August. Yep. It comes out in August, so we'll have Black Widow and then the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which actually is a good lead-in. And the previews make it look pretty good too. 
Well, I mean, they just released that really short trailer, which is all three of them. Yeah. You got, and then, like, Loki's wasn't even really a teaser. Yeah. It was just Loki sitting there. Yeah, he's kind of smiles. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to kill all of you or something like that or destroy everything. Yeah. Uh, the WandaVision stuff looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And that comes out in December. So I think we'll get Black Widow and then Falcon and Winter Soldier mm-hmm. and then the Eternals yeah. and then WandaVision. Actually, Which will lead into... I'm actually pretty excited for the fact they're bringing uh, Baron Zemo. Back? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, that's right. He just got arrested. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. apparently he... Well, even if he got dusted, I guess he'd be back, so... And Bilbo's the one... You know, <laughs> Bilbo took him in. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. Martin, Martin just, Freeman. Yeah, okay. I mean, wait, Martin sorry. Freeman, but like I can't agent, remember what his agent name agent was. Agent Ross, isn't it? Maybe. Some, uh, yeah. It's Bilbo. Yep. Or he, or Watson. Agent Baggins. Yeah, Agent Baggins. Uh, I'd like to see, I'd actually like to see him show up in the next Doctor Strange movie, and that would be hilarious. That would be pretty good. <laughs> Watson? Holmes? And now, this, and now that Doctor Strange 2 is going to be directed by Sam Raimi, I just hope there's an... Maybe, but I really do hope that that happens. I, I do too, if only because it means we get our... Obligatory Bruce Campbell came Oh, yes, out. absolutely. And if he appears as an alternate universe Doctor Strange oh, for just be a second, that would be, that would be so amazing. Best usage. Oh, uh, some kind of, or even if he showed up as Ash Williams <laughs> yes. from another dimension, just he's Ash and full of deadites. Oh, yeah, just deadites everywhere. Uh, that would be great. But I'm really hoping that, that if Sam Raimi does take over for Doctor Strange, and I think. I think that might even culminate to Doctor Strange, like, Phase 4. And do you think that, from the looks of WandaVision, and the fact that she, Scarlet Witch is going to be in um, no. Doctor Strange 2, do you think that, like, WandaVision might be the catalyst for the whole multiverse kind of... Maybe. I was thinking about that uh, today, actually, because, you know, we're here doing this, and, hmm. and I don't... You know, this is the first... My first experience with a podcast. Yeah. Uh, but I was thinking about that, and if, because she does have reality altering powers, like he, there's so many, especially in the comics, where she basically thought up her hers and visions children. They weren't real; they were just something yeah. she conjured. Um, she broke the world in House of M, where the mutants were the uh, the primary species, and the humans were going were on the verge of extinction. Um, she did that, and at the end of that, she went, you know, she got mad, she kind of came back to her senses, because she's kind of a zombie throughout that whole series, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, not a zombie, you know, real one, but just kind of dazed out, and just kind of sitting there, almost catatonic, until the end, where she actually comes back to her senses, and she actually fights with her father, and she looks at her father, you know, Magneto, and I don't care what they say, Magneto is her father. I mean, yeah, they could easily shoehorn that in if they wanted to. Well, they tried to say before when they were introducing the two versions of uh, Quicksilver that Magneto wasn't wasn't their father, but I don't care. I grew up, Magneto was Wanda and Petro's father. Uh, But she looks at her father in in, in enraged and anger because he kind of got her to do this. She goes, all right, no more mutants, snaps her fingers, and there's only 192 mutants left. Um, and she basically put them on the verge of extinction. Uh, she has great, great power, and I could really see her just breaking the world, the the barriers between the dimensions. 
mm. and and really kind of really exploring that, especially if she's got Doctor Stephen Strange to kind of right help. And that would be the yeah, that'd be the weirdest part too, because they never really interacted in in game that you really got to see. No, not really. So it would be kind of a weird introduction between those two. Like, hi, you helped me out with the Thanos thing a while ago. Like, right, yeah. Maybe you can cut this shit out. Thanos battle, right? Yeah, hey, Ed, you can bend reality. I need your help. Come here. Yeah. Were you the one who did all this? Because <laughs> you need to undo it. Right, you know? something along those lines. But they also have so many characters like that have cast, like they've cast a lot of people, but they haven't named all the characters that are going to be in it yet. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I do know that, like, I just saw a teaser today of uh, fan fan art of Christian Bale as Adam Warlock. I could see that. I kind of could, too. Looking yeah. at it, I'm like, wow, that really kind of fits. I saw somebody who did a Keanu Reeves as Adam Warlock once, and I'm like, that's, I don't know, but I like they, Marvel or Disney really wants Keanu Reeves, because, like, I've heard. Yeah, I know. They, they want him for Marvel. They want him for uh, Star Wars. And honestly, he would be a great Jedi. He would. Like, he's That's just kind of the embodiment of a Jedi already, just living his life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... And he could portray that natural stoicism they're supposed to have pretty right? well, too. And I had a friend a long time ago that had a... He just he, he didn't like Keanu Reeves, and he'd bust on uh, Keanu. Welcome to Keanu Reeves School of Acting. Uh, but I love Keanu. I'd love to see him play so, something other than Cyclops. <laughs> yeah. We're, so, hmm, I guess that's a good question. Are they going to introduce Adam War? I, is he going to be in Guardians 3? Have, have, I don't, don't know, know because, anything, I mean, really. James Gunn isn't even going to start on that until after he gets his Suicide Squad, and I don't even know where that is. Yeah. I just and know he's set to do it. I'm kind of surprised they're still... I, I mean, I know they're probably halfway through filming it right now, but... The Birds of Prey is not doing well right now. But it's got like a great review on Rotten Tomatoes of all things. Yep. Like I I kind of think that might be one of those they were just a little turned off by maybe a little bit of it, probably a little bit of it has to do with Suicide Squad, but it could also be the whole our female team ups. No. Uh, I that probably is a very small segment of it. I don't I mean, know. Margot Robbie, and we're off of Phase 4 so bad. But yeah, we are. Margot Robbie just embodies She Harley is really Brilliant. good. Not to mention she's hot. <laughs> she's super hot. My wife will tell you that. Oh, she's hot. So right. I feel comfortable saying that. My well, wife, she'll hear this. but Let's see if we can swing it back awkwardly then to Phase 4. <laughs> um. Hot people. Angelina Jolie, who is supposed to be in The Eternals. Yep. And uh, Kumail Nanjiani, so a comedian in that mix. Right. Uh, who also got super ripped for it, which is... That's kind of Marvel's M.O. I mean, really Chris is. Pratt looking at him, because I was just uh, watching uh, Parks and Rec the other day and just like, wow. Yeah. He turned into Star-Lord. He went from Doughy Andy to... To yeah. Star-Lord. Uh, they gave him... He, he, he begged them and said, if you give it to me, I'll give me three months, I'll be in shape, and... James Gunn liked him so much, he was like, I'll give you six. So and he, he totally did it. Uh, I mean, I, I think to a certain point, Marvel is just trying to figure out if they can find like a human muscle that hasn't been discovered yet right. from the workout regimen. 
And if they do, Chris Hemsworth will probably be the one to discover. Probably. <laughs> um, Good old Chris. And actually, I was looking at the 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 list here, and the final movie in Phase Four is. Um, Thor, God, uh, Love uh, and Thunder. Thunder and Lo- Love and Thunder. I'm so excited for that one because, for one, I love Taika Waititi. He's he's amazing. Is it Taika? I have no idea how to pronounce his I name. I think it is, if only because I, I watched one of the uh, the Infinity War directors roundtables where they had all the Marvel directors sitting around talking. Nice. And Taika couldn't make it, so he had to Skype in. And they that was the only question they asked him was, how did you ever let Marvel let you go full Taika because that is, I want to know yeah like because they had a set script and he literally just went oh you want me to do this I'm not doing this well he even, <laughs> he even got the job by doing exactly what they asked him not to do exactly like like a sizzle reel he just did a sizzle reel of basically Kurt Russell from Big Trouble Little China just going who's that what's this oh it's that like well, I mean, I loved the, the, I don't know if you remember these, but uh, Civil War, Thor wasn't in it. Right. But they kind of explained that. Mm-hmm. And they had where basically Thor was living with a roommate in Australia. Yes. And it was the greatest, like, three-minute cut of a scene I've ever seen in my life. It was just hilarious. It kind of reminded me of Doctor Who, when uh, the 11th Doctor, where he goes and just lives with Craig. For a couple of episodes, <laughs> it's just kind of what I thought when I saw it. I was like, ah, this is kind of funny. But oh, another thing that's really notable about that is Thor 4 will have Natalie Portman coming back, but also getting the powers of Thor. Like, she will be the god yeah, of Yeah, Jill, they're actually going to touch on the female Thor that ran for a couple of years. Um, I'm wondering if, because I don't know how much of that you know, um, it was a big secret for the longest time. I think for several months, nobody knew who she was. Mm-hmm. They just knew she was Thor now. Um, and then you come to find out that it's Jane Foster, and she has cancer and is dying. Mm-hmm. And the longer she stays as Thor, the more the cancer eats at her when she comes back. So it's almost like time's catching up with her every time she powers down. Man. So she's basically killing herself. It's, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, it's actually really, really wild and dark. Uh, very <laughs> kind of dark, very sad. Um, I, I can't remember. Thor does lose his power, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember much because I wasn't reading that comic at the time. I just knew that it touched on other things that were happening in the universe that I was reading up on, mm-hmm. mostly Deadpool. Um, and that was Brian. That was during Brian Hussein's run as the writer of Deadpool. Yeah. So... Um, which, that kind of brings me back to one in-game-related question. After that scene in Age of Ultron where everybody's trying to lift Thor's hammer and Cap kind of gets it to wiggle a little bit and Thor kind of looks panicked, at the end of Endgame, no one's like, so did you just purposefully not lift it a few years ago? See, or- that's what I was thinking, because even Thor, when he's he, you see Cap and he's got the hammer, yeah. Thor's like, I knew it! Yes. So Thor totally saw that movement, and he shouldn't have been able to move it at all. So I think he just kind of was like, oh, I can pick this up. I'm not going to, you know, overshow. I'm not going to show off. Because that's Cap. He's not a, he's not right. a show off. So he was just like, oh, I'm going to let it go. 
So I'm kind of wondering, I bring that up because I'm kind of wondering, like, we all know why Steve Rogers is worthy. Mm-hmm. He is the embodiment of all that is good. He is Captain America. He is the Blue Boy Scout yes. for the Marvel, because the Blue Boy Scout in DC is like, obvious. If you ever have a question of who's doing the right thing, just it's it's that guy. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he never well, even that. over the course of his run, <laughs> it's uh, Age of Ultron, mm. uh, Language. Yeah. To end game, that is America's ass. Yeah. You know? So I'm almost wondering then if Thor 4 is going to be like, Thor is going to, you know, Chris Hemsworth is going to be Thor for like 75% of the movie before Jane Foster like spends the entire movie proving her worthiness. Or if it just takes one act or I don't know. Like I'm just mm. curious. Like Maybe she goes to save him. Yeah. Maybe he's fighting somebody he can't handle. And she just, out of desperation, picks the hammer up. That would be pretty, I mean... Because as of right now, the only people we've seen pick up the hammer, other than Thor, was Vision and then Cap. Yeah. And I don't even remember Vision picking up the hammer in the comics. I don't either. But, I mean, that was kind of a purposeful... They did that on purpose for Age of Ultron to show that Vision was a good guy. Right. You know, you can really trust him. Look, he's got Thor's hammer. Yep, I say this that purity test that was right there. Um, yeah, I mean it was kind of a, a kind of a MacGuffin, kind of just to get you to the next part. Yeah. Um, not as big as you know the tesseract or the the different stones, but yeah, it kind of was just kind of. I think the whole purpose of the scene where they're all playing and li- trying to lift the hammer was just to set it up so Vision could lift it later. Right. Um. The the wand the Wanda Vision, Cat Dennings is in there. She is, isn't she? She's going to reprise her character. Uh, what was her character's name in that? Wasn't Marcy. Marcy, thank you. Marcy. Yeah, she's going to be Marcy, which is going to be interesting because she's just an intern right. in the Thor movies. And I was bummed in Ragnarok, but I mean, I see why because, I mean, it was on another planet. Yeah. You introduced the Grandmaster and the Contest of Champions in an off-kelter kind yeah. of way. If you if um, you have Jeff Goldblum in a movie, you can't really have other comic relief. Right. Like, it just can't happen. I mean, I loved... I, as bad... And there's another thing. You say they haven't really had very many mishaps, but The Dark World, for The Dark World, was really underwhelming. Do you know... I actually forgot about that. Thor the Dark World? Yes. So um, I guess that says everything you need to know right there. The best parts about it were Cat Dennings, because mm. she sees Mjolnir, and you know she can't pronounce it, so it's Mjolnir as it's yeah. flying through the air. So she's trying to find everybody, and I, I don't know. She's she's another one of those just drop-dead gorgeous people. What was it? That's right, because it was Christopher Eccleston who was the main dark elf. Yeah. yeah. Malekith. Malekith. And... And they just touched on, I guess they hadn't done anything with Malekith in the comics in so long, they actually did a whole huge crossover where he kind of took over. And truthfully, there's also that moment, now that I think about it, I was watching Thor The Dark World, like, you're my least favorite Doctor that I can remember seeing right. on Doctor Who, so... I don't know, 8 no. was pretty bad. Oh. Well, that I was mean. just the American mm. TV movie, which was awful. Oh. Uh, it, it wasn't that bad. But so the first the, time the doctor actually kissed a companion. But so there was that part of me that was just rooting against him for that reason. Right. But I loved that in that movie, uh, Eric Roberts is the master. Yeah. So right, like it? it's he's the the big huge '70s style 
frock with the robe and he's the master. And it's just like, oh, it's too bad this movie sucks. So <laughs> I guess they haven't announced. I guess Pat Dennings isn't. And they haven't announced Eric Selvig's going to be in for either. I don't know. I mean, they kind of. I was surprised Selvig stayed around as long as he did. Because yeah. he was in the Dark World. He was in the Avengers. Um, I was really surprised because I, I don't remember Selvig. I wasn't a big Thor reader, but I don't remember Selvig really being in. It's not a name that came up. Yeah. Um, it didn't be like, oh, yeah, I remember that character. Uh, there's there's also that part But, of I mean, me. you can always plug in a different Skarsgård. Yeah. There's like a hundred of them. There's, there's an army. Uh, I'm also wondering what a new Avengers team will look like. Obviously, Captain Marvel is going to be on it. Well, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, and and I yes, mean, I'm one of those that don't like Captain Marvel. Yeah, uh, I mean, I like the movie well enough, and I can understand why some people wouldn't, because at certain points I was like, hey, some people I know were pissed off that the Skrulls were the good guys. I was. Um, the whole, it kind of undermined the whole secret invasion. Well, they're still going to do that, though. Like, that's, I heard that they were going to do it. Like, that's part of the slate of things coming up. Well, if you've seen Far From Home. Yeah. Um, Nick Fury is in it, obviously, yeah. and then Maria Hill. And then you find out it's not Nick Fury or Maria Hill, they're scrolls. Yeah. And Nick Fury is on a scroll ship in space. Mm -hmm. How's that going to play? Yeah, I know. I don't see Nick Fury going, you know, being so trustworthy as he's with the Skrulls just for them to invade. I gotta admit, part of me wondered the entire time in Far From Home, like, how does Nick Fury not see that Mysterio is a full of shit? Right? That, that was kind of my big yeah. thing. It was like, how do you not know? So, and then that was kind of supposedly a tie-in to, the, oh, he's from another dimension. Right. So I was like, oh, okay, we're going to start to open this up. And maybe that did. Maybe the end of Phase 3 did kind of hint at phase four with the multiverse and the different dimensions and it all could. that. It could. I mean, the multiverse kind of seems like it's going to be their way to bring in the franchises that they just got back. So yeah. your X-Men can come back through that, like your, or even just some kind of event that is like... What does a new X-Men team look like? I don't know, but I saw somebody do fan art of John Bernthal as Wolverine, and like, I could see that really. John easy. is just... Just leave him as the Punisher. He's perfect. Please continue to do the He's Punisher. He's the greatest Punisher I've seen on TV, um, on the big screen, little screen, on screen. Um, See, and you're a huge Punisher fan. Oh, yeah, so a huge Punisher fan. I've watched, and I'm telling you, the Dolph Lundgren one is the by far one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I have watched it multiple times. Yeah, it's pretty reasonable. Uh, if you don't want to claw your eyes out halfway through that movie, you're not watching it. Um, it is awful. Uh, I showed it to him. The last time I saw it was like seven, eight years ago. I showed it to my little brother. And my little brother turns and looks at me at the end of that movie and goes, don't you ever do that to me again. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Uh, John Bernthal nailed the Punisher. They just need to keep him as the Punisher. I'm good with that. See, I heard that they won't be focusing on Wolverine as the lead. That's and fine. New, and I'm perfectly fine with that, too, because he never was. Like, yeah, he wasn't meant to be. He just got so popular, they kind of, not shoehorned him in, but, like, I don't know how much of the comics, because I've been and, reading the com Marvel comics since I was six. let's be honest about that, too. That was all Hugh 
Jackman's fault. That magnificent bastard. Oh yeah, did. just embodied yes. his six foot two tall ass. Uh, just did the perfect Wolverine, even though he was not short yep. <laughs> at all. But he just nailed it. I don't know how he did it, but he just, like you said, that magnificent bastard did it. Yep. Um, Hell, even James Marsden made a good Cyclops, even though he got like ten minutes of screen time total. It felt like in the first couple uh, of movies, like I'm still there's still the greatest line in the first X Men. Wait, wait, it's me. How do we know? Okay, you're a dick. <laughs> it was great. Was oh, it? Tim. Yep, we're good. <laughs> so. I I know they're not going to bring any of the original cast back because you don't want to do that. You don't no, that you don't even want to do the secondary cast. Yeah, Hugh Jackman would gladly come back, though, if he was part of the they, MCU. They keep wanting him, too. Like, And I keep seeing all these rumors about Hugh Jackman coming back to do... Because Ryan Reynolds wants him back just to do a Deadpool crossover. It should um, they just they it's, He's just Wolverine so wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Even Logan was probably the greatest performance of you know, that, that you could have gotten out of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. It really and aging was. Wolverine. Yeah. Um, Hell, even Patrick Stewart was amazing. Like, oh, I mean, he was, but Patrick he Stewart. X. Patrick Stewart can eat a donut on screen and I'd watch it. I would too. Like, I don't know. I've watched him be high doing the, the triple, quadruple take. I don't know how many times. And it's amazing every time <laughs> I watch it. And he's just stoned out of his gourd. Yeah. But, I mean, he just... You have such great cast. Because even like Michael Fassbender coming in as Magneto in the second round. Um, Ian McKellen. You know, he's preceding Ian McKellen. How do you follow those two up? Can we just finally get some damn X-Men villains that are not Magneto? See, that's another thing they said. I forgot about this. They were talking about Keanu Reeves being Mr. Sinister. See, I thought that because he kind of has the look. I could see him in that... uh, Hasty white makeup, right? You know, like, yeah, with that Tim Burton in there to do just to do the makeup. Oh God, a Tim Burton, Mister Sinister. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Oh, it'd be so great. It would be so cartoonish and outlandish, but it's Mister Sinister. But yeah, Mister Sinister would be great. I mean, they could redo Sebastian Shaw if they wanted to. Kevin yeah. Bacon was. Uh, I mean, X Men First, okay. X Men First Class had. Um, I liked it, uh, you know, and it did lead to the greatest X Men movie ever, which was Days of Future's Past. That was pretty. Good. That was the best X Men movie. I don't care what anybody says. I can agree with that because if you watch the original, the first three, uh huh, they did not age well. No, and they three, did not. Three wasn't really that great to begin with. It holds up better, oddly enough, than the other two. Yeah, yeah, and you can see the makings that it had to be. Great. You know, I haven't even actually watched the, any of the X-Men movies in so long. The action set pieces in X-Men 3 were great. It really was. And Kelsey Grammer's Beast was... Oh, spot on. Yeah. I remember being in high school, a freshman in high school, and me and one of my other nerd friends. And in high school, that was like when we were in high school, you didn't let anybody know that. You, that was just a surefire ass-kicking. So it was like the biggest secret outside of being gay that you could have is, is you read comics and you were a nerd. But me and a friend of mine in, in study hall would sit in the back of the classroom and like fan cast X-Men. And the only two we got right were uh, Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier. That was such a And idiot. Kelsey Grammer as Beast. See. And we were, I was so excited just to have gotten two right. I feel awful for whoever comes along with X-Men now because 
the casting was spot on. Like, you, can you imagine anyone who plays Wolverine now? What no, they're going to be I mean, they can't, They're really going to have to get like an unknown. Unknown. Hmm. Like they're going to have to reach in and get an unknown I've because heard, you can't cast anybody who I've we know. I've heard a lot of people say Tom Hardy, and I've heard Daniel Radcliffe. It would kind of work. Yeah. Just because he's short. And I could see him being gruff, but his voice just, they'd have to like, oh, yeah. Batman, like Nolan Batman, his voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't, that would actually be kind of funny. This is the, I've got claws. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've what? got claws. Rawr, bub. Uh, I did like that uh, it, it took a while, but you did get yeah. Hugh Jackman to do the Wolverineisms. Yeah. The bub, the darlings, the you know. Uh, I think if Daniel Radcliffe got bronchitis, it could work. <laughs> right, bronchitis. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If, I guess screamed at a concert for two days, and he didn't work. Strep throat. <laughs> yes, just something that really you know that can be treated easily. <laughs> right. Uh, that is uh, not going to scar his voice for the rest of his life. Yep. Um, yeah, because, I mean, just, I mean, the, the X-Men have such a huge roster. Oh, I know. I mean, it, it, ever-changing. Um, they just brought back Psylocke in the comics. Yeah. Um, she'd been missing for quite a while. Bouncing around. Last I knew, she was with the Externals. Hmm. Um, the Exiles, my bad, where they were, they were Man. multiverse bouncing. I mean, just moving on to a different franchise, but if, I mean, they bring X-Men back and you have that huge roster of characters, if they, when they, win, sorry, when they bring the Fantastic Four back into the mix, we can have Galactus. Oh, yeah, that'd be A proper amazing. one that's not just some weird space cloud. And it, speaking of space clouds, what is it with Hollywood and space clouds? Because that was the big flop for, you know, what brought us uh, Tika Watiti and yeah. Ryan Reynolds to D, to Marvel was that oh, god awful Green, Green Lantern movie. I forgot that, that he was, he in, was Green in it. Lantern. Oh yeah, so, what was it? It was that story. They're working on a new movie together, and they said it was great to have like they've always wanted to work with each other. Yeah, even though they'd worked on they've Green worked Lantern. on Green Lantern together. Yeah, uh, and talk about and and that was a giant space cloud was the main villain, was the big bad in that movie. Yeah. And then Galactus and the, the Silver Surfer, uh, which killed that franchise, was a giant space cloud. I, I don't know what it is with Hollywood and giant space clouds that are so wicked and evil, I mean, but they just don't work. There's still a lot of characters they haven't used, even with the current rock, like MODOK. Oh, MODOK, but he'd be so hard to it, he'd come be, across. He'd be weird. I yeah, mean, you've kind of got like a giant midget in a floating space chair. It's kind of right. hard to pull off unless you're, you know, Jim Henson. Yeah. Not only that, the acronym. I don't even remember what that acronym stands for. Uh, I just remember the DOK part is designed only for killing, but I cannot, was like mechanical organism designed only for killing. Yeah, something like, like that. Okay. Uh, what's another great villain? Um, like, maybe we could just call him Jim instead. Like, <laughs> Uh, and see, I'm such a Marvel fan, and right now it's just I'm com oh, completely no. blocked on, on the could, villains. They could even redo Apocalypse if they wanted to. Like, you have so many ultra powerful villains that would make really it's almost good. hard to believe that was Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I know. Like, I felt bad for him. And the greatest character in that movie was probably Psylocke. 
just because Olivia Munn wanted to do the character, mm. the comic book justice. Like, they had a completely different outfit for her, and she's like, no, I want it like this. Yeah. And then, the, like, the strap that went under, you know, like, the, the underwear part kept snapping, and they kept having to fix it on set and stuff. God. Uh, I mean, just imagine, though, because they could finally give Apocalypse the right treatment. Right. The one thing that they did kind of, like, lean into on, on Apocalypse was uh, oh, the Betsy Braddock... Warren Warrington uh-huh. relationship. They didn't. They weren't together by any stretch of the imagination. But you could kind of see where the chemistry was there. I mean, and that made me excited because that's one of the like I was just reading uh, the greatest hmm. X Men lovers, you know, couples, and uh, they were actually in the top five. So I mean, yeah, I mean, thinking of all the villains they could introduce in Phase Four, that would be worthwhile. I'm even thinking bringing in the since they have the X Men back, bring in the Brood. Ooh, the Brood would be great. Shiar. Yeah, I was going to say the Shiar. The would Shiar be would be great. Um, um, let's see. What was that? There was a... Because I didn't really do much of the cosmic stuff. Hmm. I did all mostly the Earthbound. And I would touch on the cosmic stuff Wait, here and there. We can finally get Silver Surfer back. Too. Exactly. Because um, you could do... Uh, there was an Annihilation hmm. crossover event. That actually touched. I think it just crossed over the cosmos stuff, the guardians and uh, the Eternals, the uh, Inhumans, and stuff like that. Um, but I don't remember who the villain was in that to save my life. You know what? I guess bringing it back on stuff we actually know instead of wild speculation at this point. Um, a great villain is actually coming in Phase Four, though. It's the Mandarin. Oh yeah, we'll actually get a proper Mandarin. Yeah, not a whitewashed, washed-up actor. Well, I see, I was okay with Ben Kingsley being the Mandarin until you get that M. Night Shyamalan twist where I'm just a drunk actor, you know? Yeah. Um, but he still played that part oh, perfectly. Yeah. I, was, mean, I mean, it was good, but like... Have I, you seen Hail the King? All Hail the King? The one-off that they did? No. It came with... Uh, Although I think One of the know, Thor movies. Doesn't that, doesn't that end with him basically being abducted and being like the Mandarin wants to talk to you? Like, yeah, like, but they don't show who the Mandarin is. They, yeah. they unmask him. From, like, he gets the brown bag over his head and stuff, and then they take it off, and he, there's the Mandarin, but that's where it ends. Yeah. You don't actually get to see him. And, I mean, I know they cast Tony Leone. Yeah. Um, God, I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, <laughs> that sounds close enough. I definitely know I got the first name right. Tony, yeah, it's kind of hard to enough. Um, but, I mean, he's no stranger to action movies. He's no stranger to really just about any movie. The dude can do just about anything from what I've seen. Kind of like, um, oh, God, I can't think of his name now, but and, he did the Ip Man. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he's uh, an American actor. Yeah. <laughs> who make it, made it big in China. Um, but he did a great job in uh, Rogue One. Yeah. With the blind... Donnie... 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 Something like that. Yeah. I... God. I'm terrible. I'm actually surprised they didn't tap him for Shang-Chi. Actually, that would have been pretty cool. He would have been great for that. He also might cost more money, too, because, I mean... Good. Yeah. Because, I mean, he is it man for, you know? I'm just thinking, Tony Leung has done some... Some John Woo gun ballets, too. Like, dude knows... Oh, yeah. 
dude knows the uh, action part of it and with all of his dramatic turns, like, he could definitely bring a pretty cool layer to the Mandarin, like, you know. Right? Um, that. What we got in Shang-Chi? We got uh, David Callum. And then a lot of these people I don't know. <laughs> Despite the fact that I watch tons and tons of TV and movies. I guess if I see them, I'd probably know them. I'm actually really happy that they, they're they going with a lot more diversity in the way of their casting, too. Like Not only that, but in like the what they're picking to show. Because like yes. Shang-Chi's not really that greatly known. Yeah, and they figured out they could do that because Guardians of the Galaxy was pretty D-list. Oh, yeah, like... Like, when they announced the original Guardians movie, I went, why? Yeah. I was like, they're, they're like C-list heroes in space. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Uh, and then you see the movie, and I totally care now. Oh, um, yeah. James Gunn just did amazing with them. And it didn't hurt that I think that some of these people that are hiring to direct these movies and cast these movies are super fans. Yeah, that helps a lot. Yeah. Which... You know, the whole reason we got Thanos was because it was Joss Whedon's favorite villain. Um, And that was perfect. And uh, what was it? Um, I mean, that's that's the reason why Disney's kissing Jon Favreau's ass so hard here lately. Oh, I mean, that man, right now that man can do no wrong. The Mandarin. Yeah. Or the Mandarin. The Mandalorian. (laughs) I Um, guess it depends on how you feel about the Lion King because he did that. I didn't see that yet. Uh, It's on the Disney thing and I just... uh, I, I would say wildly mediocre. Wildly mediocre. That's yes. that's actually that's uh, what I expected, actually. Yeah. Um, but see, he did The Jungle Book, and that was right. amazing. It was. The Jungle Book was amazing. Um, but he directed Iron Man. Yeah, exactly. He, um, he kind of kicked off the MCU. Right? He did. He really did. Um, and then... Uh, and, of course, The Mandalorian. Oh, so... Praise be. <laughs> praise be. I yeah, mean, this is, is the way. That yeah. is the way... Uh, I, you should have seen my jaw at the end of that first episode with oh, the baby no. Yoda reveal. I was just like, huh? no way. And speaking of kissing ass too. Tika uh, Watiti yeah, did the, directed several episodes of that. Yep. And also was the IG. Robot. IG 11. Yep. yep. He was the IG nanny bot. <laughs> <laughs> and who you do feel bad for when he sacrifices himself for the good of everybody else. Yep. Spoiler alert. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, so, I mean, Marvel is taking chances on directors now that they probably see, it's, that's where their bread and butter is really coming from. Yeah. It's like they're really hitting big with those. Well, they realized if you get quirky... Oh, yeah. ...like, weirdness in there, because, like, okay, Joss Whedon, he definitely... He was a safe choice because he's well-established. Yeah. He has a lot of clout, especially in the nerd sphere. Oh, yeah. I mean, and he kind of knew how to bring a team together too. I mean, yeah, and you look was, at Firefly, Buffy. He, any he of was this good stuff. with the humor balance that yeah. needed to be there, so he kicked it off right. But then they're just like, okay, well, Joss, he's a little quirkier than the rest of the guys. Like John Favreau is kind of by like he's a good director. He's also safe. Like he's by the numbers. He knows how to put everything together the way you need to. He will also take studio direction which is also very helpful when you work with Marvel. Oh, yeah. Just ask Edgar He knows Wright. how to do that give-take. Yeah, just ask Edgar Wright about that with Ant-Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Poor Edgar Wright. Yeah. Great, but, great, uh, what is it, Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Yeah. Or Universe, whatever. That was great. A great movie, 
Absolutely great. Uh, so they start hiring guys like James Gunn. Yeah. Who are, you know, able to be more themselves and insert uh, more of their own style into it, which culminates in the full, we're just going to throw Thor 3 to the wing and let Tiger run with it. Oh, yeah. He dude, wants that to. Was, and that was a great, great decision because, I mean, the dark world was so mediocre. And I'm not going to say it fell flat, but it mm. kind of did. It was kind of bad. And that's the that's the hope I kind of have for Phase Four is like even if it turns out like their bad movies are still serviceable, right? They're okay. Like it's not one you're gonna go back and rewatch, but it's not one you're gonna be like, God, I fucking hate that, <laughs> right? Uh, but I also did look at the Thor movies this way it was like they got Kenneth Bradnaugh to do the first one. Oh yeah. And it was very Shakespearean. It was very high, you know, that, that language, the language they used, the way they presented themselves and talked, the way everything was worked out. It was very, he was perfect for that. Uh, I cannot remember for the life of me who directed The Dark World, think, but it was very high fantasy. I think he did it again, I thought. I could be wrong. I'm going to look that up right now. Because I thought right. originally they had hired a female director actually for it. Um... So you can get to it first. Alan Taylor, supposedly. Let yeah. me keep looking at this. Because I thought originally it was supposed to be, and I could be incredibly wrong on this, but I thought it was uh, I thought it was supposed to be a female director like Patty Jenkins, who wound up doing Wonder Woman. Right. I, th- I think you're right on that one. <clears throat> I think it was originally supposed to be Patty Jenkins. Which? Yeah, Alan Taylor, according to that. But uh, it was very high fantasy, and then you get Ragnarok, which was very sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got one character, or at least character set, with three very different movies. You know, you had the, the Shakespearean, then you had the high fantasy, and then you had the real fun uh, sci-fi aspect to it, which kind of does play into it, because Thor is sort of cosmic. Yeah. So, I mean, it really did kind of... Mesh so. mesh the cosmic, you know, the Guardians with, you know, especially oh. at the end of that where Thor meets the Guardians. Something notable about Thor 4, now that we think about it, is with the love angler playing with Valkyrie's also going to be in it, but looking for a queen. Like, so... She, he kind of gave that to her at the end of Endgame, though. Yeah, but, like, she's going to be, well, I guess king or queen of Asgard, but she's going to be looking for a queen to sit by her side. Like, mm. that's... Uh, yeah, and actually, yes, Patty Jenkins was in negotiations to direct for the Dark World. That's what I thought. Which when after, you said that, I was like, yeah, now that you say that, I remember that. Which, uh, i got to admit, after watching Wonder Woman, good job, Marvel. Way to pass up on that. Right? Is she doing the second Wonder Woman? Yes. Okay, good. Well, which, it should be good. Like, It'll be interesting to see, especially to see how Steve Trevor is going to be there. So, um, I'm wondering, though, like... It almost felt like, I wonder how much Valkyrie's actually going to be in the movie, because it feels like with Thor kind of wanting to jet off amongst the cosmos. It's just right, because be... he took off with the Guardians. And yeah. I actually was actually expecting him to show up in the next Guardians. Yeah, I was kind of thinking they were even going to call Volume 3 as Guardians of the Galaxy. Just right, to that just to be funny. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see that, that dynamic, especially with his... Uh, insecure as Quill is around Thor, like... Mm-hmm. He tries to drop his voice and yeah. puff out his chest, and it's just really hilarious, despite the fact that it 
we wouldn't have needed an in game if Will would have just I mean stuck his, to the script. His insecurity is kind of well, actually, Doctor Strange really knew it was coming. Yeah. And he's like, this is the way it has to go. Let Quill fuck it up. Mm, yeah, pretty much. And we're going to watch Thor try and gloat instead of going for the head. Right. Like, yeah. It's like, no, everything's working out the way it needs to. Well, even the the ancient one, um, you know, he supposed, she said that, you know, Strange is supposed to be the best of us and all this. And if he gave the stone to Thanos, there had to have been a reason. Yeah. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting because... I mean... They they tried everything they could to absolve Star Lord of his fuck up. Oh yeah, in they that tried. movie, especially with Stephen Strange's last line being "It's the only way." Like, right, right. Yeah, but seriously though, he done fucked up. Like, oh, that's yeah. just me. You killed my girlfriend, your daughter. Uh, Which I guess can, are we? Can we officially call Guardians Three the the search for Gamora? I don't know because they got they there is a Gamora. She's not our Gamora. Like, um, I kind of see it like, I mean, granted, she's not dead, so they're not going to do like a, you know, Regenesis planet thing. Like, I was, I right. originally was considered it like the search for Spock kind of thing, Maybe, but I don't, know. I, I don't think they'll go that route. Maybe they'll. Well, see, I've heard with the new Guardians that Mark Hamill is supposed to play the scientist that created Rocket. That would be great. That would be great because now we're going to get, we kind of had to. You know, Gamora, we got into Gamora, we got into Peter. Uh, we know that Rocket was created, but he, Mark Hamill being the crazy scientist that created Rocket, that yeah. would be amazing. I would enjoy the hell out of and that. And being the villain, we don't get to see too much of Mark Hamill being a villain. I mean, if we're going to be honest, I I would watch Mark Hamill in anything. So yeah, Pretty much, yeah. I don't care. I mean, the Kingsman in the comic, in the very beginning of the Kingsman, yeah. they kidnapped Mark Hamill. So when they did the movie, they kidnapped a scientist played by, played Mark, by Mark Hamill. So, I mean, it, and the fact that we are actually getting to see Mark Hamill's face again, because, I mean, he was in, and he loves doing voiceover stuff because he says it's the laziest job in the world. Oh, yeah. You know, you can show up in your pajamas, spend eight hours, and then you can go home. Um so, but he was kind of lost into that voiceover acting world for the longest time and did great, great things. Um, yeah. I don't remember if you remember, was it Time Squad? Yeah, I remember that. He was the little effeminate robot in that, which was hilarious. Um, and he did uh, the regular show. Where he's, skips. Skips. Yes. Uh, you know, but so, now we're getting him because he's in that Kingdom mm -hmm. series. So. Back in the Flash. Yeah. As Trickster. Um, very upset that he didn't show up in Crisis, but I think he was super busy with the with the Star Wars and everything. Which I guess, actually, for some reason, I don't know why this jogged my memory. Do you think they're going to do anything more with, like, do you think Stakar and his crew are going to get their own spinoff, or do you think they're just going to be part of the Guardians and just kind of? I mean, I I can't see a spinoff going too long. Sylvester Stallone is in his seventies, I think. Yeah. Like, don't. I did find that funny because Ving Rhames shows up. He was yeah. one of the crew. Oh, uh, I love Ving Rhames. Miley Cyrus was the voice of the robot. Oh, yeah. was she really? Yes. Oh, that makes me super upset. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. I did not know that. 
I don't. I don't like that. It? Michelle. <laughs> Michelle Yeoh was. Yes. Um, uh, she's a very welcome addition as part of that crew. Oh yeah, that was great. Um, she's pretty awesome. It'll be interesting to see. I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out. Because didn't they say Stakar will return in like future? Like, yeah, I think that was part of the credit. So I'm just wondering how they're going to utilize them. I don't know. I mean, they got to <laughs> do it soon because I mean, Sylvester Stallone. There's only so many steroids that man can take before he actually just pops. Right. Um, and you can't tell me that man's not on steroids. No seventy-year-old needs to look like that. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, he's gonna have to like Ving Rhames is even getting up there in age. Yeah. Uh, but it was good to see Ving Rhames in something. Oh god, god yeah. Something other than the poorly led Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movies, or being a voiceover in Arby's commercials. <laughs> Arby's, we have the meats. Yeah. But I mean, John Benjamin. Yeah. Showing up in those. John Benjamin would be a welcome addition to somebody's voice. I agree with that. Oh, that would be so great. I mean, we've already got Seth Green. He's Howard the Duck. I wonder, like, can we just give him his own adventure? Howard the Duck, exactly. Like, be, let Seth Green just have Howard the Duck. You could do it robot chicken style. Which I almost feel like James Gunn only included that to troll Marvel. Maybe, I don't know. I feel like that was the only part of it where he's just like, yeah, I'm going to use this character as like, really, Howard the Duck? Just well, like, they let him yeah. in in an endgame. He shows up in endgame. Yeah. He's got a huge gun. That's right. Um, uh, I'm, I'm about it. I, I grew up with the original Howard the Duck, the Lucasfilms in fact, Howard the Duck. You know what? Begin the Howard the Duck movie with him just telling his story about how he fought against Thanos in a bar and single-handedly saved the universe. Oh, yeah. That would be great. I mean, and then you see him in Guardians too. He's like, "You don't know luck until you've had duck." And I'm just yeah. like, "Yes, we need a Howard the Duck something. Give me a series, give me a movie, whatever. I just need to see Howard the Duck on the big screen as the main character, or even if the plucky sidekick, where he's just kind of a nuisance that just happens oh. to be around all the time. Yes. But let Seth Green have that, and let's see it. I want to. I want to see it happen. And then. Maybe, I mean, I wonder if they'll bring in the Watchers. I mean, they already did. They kind of did. For a little bit. Just for a second. Uh, which also kind of, I thought was funny because it kind of played on a yeah. uh, a theory, fan theory that Stan Lee's cameos, he was actually a Watcher while he's sitting there telling all these stories to the Watchers. That made me laugh. Oh, yeah. Just I just love the fact that they gave that fan theory just a little bit of leg. Just you know? a little bit. Not not the exact theory that was out, but it's like, okay, well, he's talking to him. Uh, what is that, guys? What is the Watcher for this area? Is the Watu? The Watu, I think. Is that? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I know they did a big crossover thing where he got killed yeah. in the comics. Uh, but I think Nick Fury. That Nick was, Fury killed him. Yeah, that was even the beginning of one of the Marvel, like, games i think where um dr doom kills him yeah i mean i think he's died several times this is like any other comic book character they all die come back die come back yeah uh you know they actually killed off wolverine and he stayed gone for a minute he was gone for about five years you know they could always bring back baron strucker as well in future captain america or winter soldier stuff yeah that'd be good kind of got arrested um did he get arrested or did he get killed uh, he was in the beginning of Age of Ultron. I think he just got knocked out. I can't remember. Or, well, he might have... I don't know. Maybe Quicksilver's Scarlet Witch ended him. I don't know. I was kind of bummed they killed off Claw. 
in Black Panther. Yeah, that was a shame. Because um, Andy Serkis was having a ton of fun with that. Oh, I'm, I bet. He, he looked like he was having a And he didn't have to do makeup or CGI or motion capture. Right. It was just him. Do you ever see, like, a, any character that's mo-capped or even, like, a CGI animal that you're just like, I bet that's Andy Serkis. Right, like, I mean, he does so many. Because, I mean, he's Caesar in yeah. the, the Planet of the Apes stuff. King Kong. Um, of course, the one everybody knows him for, which is Gollum Smeagol. Uh, it'd just be nice to see him uh, out, outside of a, a yeah. mocap suit, even though that's where he's made all his money. Like, he's got a company that he works, he, he has now that does mocap stuff. So, yeah. but yeah, I was really bummed to see him get killed, even if, you know, Killmonger... Did, yeah. did do it. Because he could have been really good for usage in future films. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I know that The Beyonder. You, you know anything about The Beyonder? No. The Secret Wars, mm-hmm. where they all went to the planet. That's where Spider-Man got the black suit. Yeah. The Beyonder set that up. Oh. And he was one of the Beyonder's little henchmen, that, even though nobody kind of knew it. Um, and he was a lot crazier. He, he completely lost his mind. His cheese slid off his cracker, as some people say. Um, and then he was made of pure energy at that point, too, so that's a little weird. But the Beyonder would be great to see an actual like contest of champions or a secret war. Um, I'm kind of wondering, too, if Disney, if they just don't know what to do with Deadpool now that they have him. Well, just basically treat him like a lot of the Marvel like Lego games do, where you just see him in like random points in the. Background. Well, they're talking about like they're they're a bunch of fans want him to do the cameos like Stan Lee, where you just see Deadpool pop up here and there. Yeah, uh, I'd be okay with that, but they really need to let Brian Reynolds and his team of writers just keep that and let them just run with that whatever they want. Yeah, I I think they should too, and they said they weren't going to change anything. Like, which is going to be funny because. Deadpool is the only one who can break the fourth wall, so he is going to absolutely make jokes about the continuity, yep. the switching, Disney buying them out. Um, and you could go so far with that because Deadpool can actually... Especially if they bring back Cable. I can just picture one of those jokes right oh, now. Yeah. Of, oh, yeah. You know, I thought you died in the last one. Right. Like well, they even, like in Deadpool 2, yeah. they even, he even makes a crap, can it, Thanos? Yeah. Um, and he gets his face grabbed. Uh, but, he, I mean, he does it. And I, I said when they when I found out Brolin was doing both Thanos and Cable, the entire time leading up to Deadpool 2, I was like, there better be a Thanos joke in there. Oh, yeah. And as soon as they got, because I was listening and watching for it the whole time, and when he finally cracked it, I just laughed and laughed. I do like how the second Deadpool movie answered the question from the first one, though. It's like, we're going to take you to see the professor, and he goes, McAvoy or Stewart. Right, McAvoy or Stewart. And then in Deadpool 2, you get to see McAvoy. Yeah. So. Why aren't there any other X-Men? It's like the studio didn't have the budget. And you see the door open, and they quietly shut the door. <laughs> but yeah, that, it's funny, because out of all of Phase 4, my question is, like, I have been waiting to get the X-Men. Right? I, I miss the X-Men. I grew up with the X-Men. They were kind of... When I got my first set of comic books, there was a ton of X-Men comics in yep. there. Um, my mom gave me... She was working as some kind of 
caretaker for a storage unit. They had a house on the facility. She lived in that house. Somebody didn't pay their rent. They went in, took everything they wanted, trashed the rest, and I got boxes of comics. And I'm talking like, uh, oh, uh, oh my God, Sebastian Shaw. Uh, yeah. What was the group? The Hellfire uh, Club. Yes, sir, thank you. The Hellfire Club, where Wolverine is still in the orange or the yellow and brown suit, or the yeah. orange and brown suit, um, very iconic, where the weird face henchmen that look almost like putties. I, yeah, I think that, I mean, aside from getting those franchises back, thank God. Oh, God. Um, especially because, you know, Kevin Feige is a super nerd. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's going to run Foggy? with it. I, that's how I've always pronounced it. I don't I've know. always said Phage. Kevin Phage? Page? Because it kind of looks like Page. I kind of like that one better, and it does sound a bit more pretentious, like a studio head should. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've always thought it was Kevin Phage, but it might be Fuggy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I. Yeah, last name is just hard to right, predict. Yeah. Like, if you don't... And I haven't I'll really, wait for somebody who actually knows how to say it to say it, and then that's how I'll say it. And I've never really paid attention when they say his name out loud either. No, so I don't know. Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah. that guy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, when you let a super nerd take over, then it can only get great. I mean, even, like, do you think if it would have just been a regular studio, like somebody just in a suit who doesn't know shit about what they're doing, do you ever think we would have got Shang-Chi? No, um, and actually we had that. Even um, the Eternals or, yeah. Like, we had that with uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. We had a suit who knew nothing about it, hated the fact that these movies were working, uh, and actively tried to tank the movie, which is why the first Wolverine movie is so awful. I say it damn near worked. Um, and it did. It almost worked. If it hadn't have been for Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool for at least the first part of that movie... Because I don't remember who played him at the end. I say, I'll, I'll say this to you under uh, threat to my life, but I thought uh, Taylor Kitsch is Gambit. Not so bad. Not really. Like um, Gambit was always one of my, especially during the the '90s series. Yeah, uh, Gambit was my favorite character. Uh, Taylor Kitsch did it pretty good justice. Um, if he wasn't a little bit of a wimp, you know, like a pussy, you know, yeah. he kind of got smacked around quite a bit. And he did. Gambit wouldn't put up with that. Like, no. Um, and I remember in the, the 90s series, the animated series, that Gambit and Wolverine were buds. It was always Gambit, Wolverine, and Jubilee. Yeah. They always had ended up together. Um, and that worked. So, uh, but yeah, like, he, like they had that studio exec who was actively trying to tank Wolverine, and it still ended up making decent money. So that's kind of the that's kind of the funny thing I think about now is like we're getting all these superhero movies we would have never gotten. I mean, shit, even a Moon Knight show. Which oh is part yeah, of the roster. Yeah, it is. It's actually I think it's at the end of the roster, but it's on there. Yeah. The, to my brothers, he that's his favorite. And Miss Marvel's up there, like Miss Marvel is actually pretty popular. So that one's not. Are we talking about yet. the the Camila? Yeah, Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan, yeah. uh, where she stretches and she's basically Mr. Fantastic, but a girl. Yep. Okay. She's okay. I'm not. I'm, I'm okay with her. She was always pretty popular, from what I remember. The like, Champions. That's the one with her and um, Miles yes. Morales, Spider Man, um, and, and some uh, others. Because I mean, them introducing her too will be pretty cool. Um, 
I'm actually really looking forward to Moon Knight. <laughs> right, like Moon Knight. And, and that'll be interesting because he's got multiple personalities. He's he's a uh, he got multiple personality skin syndrome. I was getting ready to say schizophrenic, um, and he might be a schizophrenic. Good. I don't know. My brother is actually kind of the authority on the Moon Knight. He reads the comics. He loves it, um, and he was super excited to see that they were going to do a Moon Knight series. But like I. This might be just the longest running joke, too, is where they finally reveal, like, I don't know, whenever Marvel decides to maybe slow down or hit its end with, like, when the movies aren't doing so well, it's like, this is what we've been building up to the whole time. One final movie, Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. I would love to see Howard the Duck. I love Howard the Duck. Like, we saved the best for last, guys. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's kind of a, they, and I've been hearing this word, there's a, superhero fatigue starting to happen where you're starting to see a drop in the, the turnout. Uh, I, thought, um, I thought that only applied to DC. <laughs> I mean, yeah, DC just, it's like they get one right and then they drop the ball on the, the ones that should be easy. Yeah. You know, Superman should be easy. Batman should be easy. Yeah. Putting those two together should have been easy. Uh, and it just, they just can't, and they lean too heavily on Zack Snyder. They really did. They leaned so heavily in his green screen, and it worked for 300, and it worked for a few others, but, I mean, I think what was 300's follow-up? Was that Sucker Punch? Yes. And while it's a visually spectacular movie, the story's really kind of convoluted and and very confusing. But, hell, I mean, yeah, I mean, now that we're actually, because... Marvel's kind of hit that gold mine where they're just like, well, let's bring in some characters that half these fuckers don't even know. Oh, like, yeah. Let's, let's, let's hit them, like, because, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. That wasn't even the original Guardians team. No. Uh, and wasn't Yondu originally <laughs> on the team? Yep. Yondu was part of the original team with, I believe, wasn't it with Stakar and the guys they introduced in 2? Maybe. I, like I said, I didn't really know much about the Guardians until <laughs> the movie came out. Yeah. Um, I did know that Peter Quill was part Celestial. Yeah. Or not Celestial. Or, well, he was part Royal. I can't remember what yeah. race his dad actually was. Um, I knew Gamora had something to do with... Gamora and Nebula had something to do with Thanos. Right. Um, but I didn't... Re- and I knew Rocket because mm-hmm. he was a talking raccoon. And Groot originally showed up in other comics as a bad guy. Oh, yeah. He was like um, the creature from Planet X kind of a thing, you know? And he could talk. I think. I, I think he could. I remember the first thing. thing, he almost looks like a blob monster in yeah. the very first, you know, time you see him. Uh, yeah. it, uh, I don't know, it just worked. And then you got Baby Groot, and I think that might be where where uh, John Favreau was just like, you know what, let's do a Baby Yoda. Baby <laughs> Groot worked out so well. Um, and it did. It, yeah. uh, my jaw hit the floor. Um I think I stayed slack-jawed for a good five minutes. You know, I just couldn't believe that I was seeing a, a baby Yoda, but again, we're off topic. Yeah, I'd say I think might be a good place to wrap up. We're yeah, it sounds pretty good. I know we didn't work. touch... We didn't on, touch on some of the stuff. But like the What If series, that, that looks really cool. Animated, Despite yeah. the fact that it's animated. The What If thing would be fun. Huh. Um, do yeah. a quick rundown real fast. I think the What If is interesting but it doesn't really affect 
it doesn't have the potential to affect the no, it's not. I don't think so. Uh, she Hulk, we forgot, we missed that one. Yeah, uh, She Hulk with Mark Ruffalo coming in. She Hulk's gonna be great. Yeah, um, they talked about Ronda Rousey doing being She Hulk. I can see that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, she can kick my ass. Uh, I mean, me saying my mom actually was in judo when she was in judo. Really, and one of her friends. Had a match against her, oh. but it lasted longer than a minute. Because oh, I mean, well, judo rules you can't sh- openly strike. Right. Um, and but when Ronda Rousey had that like forty second KO in the UFC, she was like, "I lasted longer than that girl." <laughs> um, but yeah, they were at a competition together, a judo competition together. That's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. But uh, and then uh, Moon Knight, She Hulk, Ms. Marvel, the ill fated Hawkeye. I really want that to I, happen. I don't know. I don't know if Jeremy Renner beats his wife or not, but I, I really like his Hawkeye, his Ronan. I do too, and not to mention the the comeback of Linda Cardinelli as his wife. Yeah, but so yeah, I know with the allegations against him, which I mean it it just just proves like never meet your heroes. I mean, shit. right? Like I'm so upset that that they put that on hiatus. They put that on hold. I mean, yeah, I, I'm definitely upset, and it's that weird point where, like, decent human being meets fanboy with me, so I'm just like, I really uh, yeah. like Hawkeye, but, like, I, at the same time, fuck that guy. Like, if that's... If that's true. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's kind of like uh, Johnny Depp, how uh, yeah. he lost all those jobs because he was beating Amber Heard, and then you come to find out it was the other way around. Yeah, I know. Amber Heard is actually the monster, and Johnny Depp was trying to, like, calm her down. You know, like, right. I gotta leave because I can't get to be around you. And he's still not getting his jobs back. No. You know? And she basically came out and said that nobody's gonna believe you because I'm a small woman. And yeah, it's like, wow, um, I wanted to shoot her off into the moon, or into the sun, and just yeah, watch her explode. Yeah, there's actually a petition to get her fired off Aquaman, too. Now, I'd be about that. It's picking up steam. My wife hates her. Absolutely hates her. Just because she was mean to Johnny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we hit all of Phase 4 now, even with just a quick rundown of the it, last few I mean, things we missed. A lot of what we talked about was wild speculation. But wild, at wild the same speculation. Time, we don't really know shit about what's We won't, and out. we won't until Black Widow hits May 1st. I know. That, that'll give us a better idea of where they're trying to head, because as soon as they introduce the Infinity Stones in Phase 1... You know, we knew where. I mean, yeah. we got Thanos at the end of Avengers. We kind of knew where it was heading, and that and they had a really good point to introduce the Guardians of the Galaxy with that, which that was a pretty good gamble on their part. But oh, now yeah. it makes you wonder. Like, we have no idea where Phase Four is heading. No, in a post, well, post Thanos world. Yeah, the post Thanos universe where everybody knows what it's like to be dead for a little bit. Right. Yeah. Of everybody. Um. There's a lot of unanswered questions from the end of Endgame that... Honestly, we uh, the Galactus is to be about the only one that could really top Thanos. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, it, again, or we're reaching out into the cosmos. Dormammu, even. Yeah, they touched on Dormammu. Dormammu. On. Mephisto. Get some Ghost Rider in there. Oh, yeah. Bring Ghost Rider back into the fold. Blade, I forgot. That's supposedly in in. Uh, that's no, true. that's that's in Phase Five. Oh, that's they're talking that's about right. Phase Five. So, only requirement I have for Blade because they perfectly cast him with Marshall Ali. Um, 
please give us that Wesley Snipes line back from the first one of some motherfuckers just want to ice skate uphill. Oh, yeah. That's it. All I want, you do that. Like, I already know the acting's going to be great in that movie. Um, Yeah, give us that line because I'm still trying to figure out what the hell he meant by it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Because of that series, my favorite will always be two. The one yeah. Guillermo del Toro had, uh, it was just this dirty huh. dozen feel. It was really good. I'm kind of wondering what he could do with a Doctor Strange movie now. Ooh. Creature effects, creature comforts. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's kind of like the dark <laughs> Jim Henson anymore. Yeah. Actually, he still loves practical effects too, oh, yeah. as much as anybody. Um, Give us back Guillermo and Hellboy. I mean, that's, that's a conversation for another day, obviously, yeah. but we really need a Guillermo del Toro third Hellboy. Give us back Ron Perlman. Give us, and Selma Blair, they got to get Selma Blair because she's sick. Yeah. Like, I mean, if they're going to do it, they need to do it now because, I mean, hell. She, she has Parkinson's, isn't that right? Something like that. I can't remember what it is. She walks or with, MS or she, something? She, uh, MS, thank you. MS. Yes, I know she walks with a cane now, but, I mean... I've seen her in acting roles since the diagnosis. She's still knocking it out of the park. Well, I mean, she's in that, um, like, it doesn't. Lost in space. Yeah, it seems like she's, you know, like she's able, like, it hasn't progressed enough to where it is completely, you know, like, where she, it's affecting the way she acts or anything, like, on screen. So, even yeah, I mean, if it does, I don't care. Put her in it anyway. Right? I mean, you can even just basically have her have a desk job. Exactly. You know, she had kid. Yeah. You know, we know at the end of the first second Hellboy, she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And again, we're going off on another tangent, but oh yeah, just give us back Hellboy. Yeah. Love David Harbor, but his maybe, Hellboy was just a flop. Maybe that's what we can talk about next time: is how to save some of these things, right? From just, a fan perspective, of course. And they'll never listen to us. No, but you know, we got to find out what studio it was that went back and redid Sonic. Because of the fans, like give them more, I, more stuff because they actually were listening to us. I I will be seeing that this weekend. Oh not, yeah, you'll not have to just let me because know. my son is obsessed with Sonic, but I'm legitimately curious to see how the. Uh, I want to see how Jim Carrey does Doctor Robotnik, and they're gonna do Robotnik, not Eggman. Yeah. So there, it's Robotnik, and I, I'd like to see see how that works out. And oddly enough, do you know who Robotnik or Eggman was modeled after? Who? Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, I can see it. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. As soon as I, you say it, you're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. The glasses and that damn walrus mustache. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's completely modeled after Theodore Roosevelt. But, <laughs> all right, um, should we wrap up? How do we wrap up? Yeah, sure. Um, thank you for joining us here on this, you know, all three of you at this point. Uh, friends and family, thanks, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all for, my friends who know me, like, they know that this is going to happen. For our wild speculation um, on phase four of the Marvel Universe and the many tangents we went on that were, weren't even remotely involved. Yeah, I mean, this is just primarily us nerding out, which, and bringing a few facts into it every now and then, I guess. Maybe we should um, do a little more research. I don't know. that We both have very busy days, very hectic days, so. But, yeah, I. Like, like I, it was a lot of wild speculation on our part. Well, we just don't know a whole lot at this point either, so talking about it might be a bit... I mean, we know casting, and that's about it. 
Like other than that, it's just until until Black Widow comes out on the first May first, uh, we just really won't know much. I I would like to have a nerd debate about Star Wars. Oh, that sometime. is happening soon. Because I am willing to take the devil's advocate position and just argue like against the, the new ones. Oh, I'd gladly argue against some of the new ones. I all right, let's do that. We'll do that uh, soon. And better yet, I'll even tie it into how I think the prequels are better in some ways. Oh, oh, yeah. that is going to be an interesting conversation, sir. Yep. So we'll have a little bit of a teaser then for All something right. coming up. But yeah, uh, wild speculation and nerding out. That's kind of what you can come to expect from us here at Right in the Nerds. Uh, once again, I'm Cody, I'm Ginger. I'm Eli or Kegger. And uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys.